right, guys. A very warm welcome to everyone into our show today. And today we're going to talk about something very special, which is Crypto in Bricks series. And as all of you know, Bricks actually means a four, a five country combination. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And today we want to talk about one of the Bricks member country, which is South Africa. And today we are very delighted to have with us two very special guests from South Africa and representing the crypto community there, especially about adoption. How we can get crypto adoption in South Africa, in the BRICS country, and of course, globally. Welcome everyone. And I want to start with mentioning that the BRICS is actually going through a very significant growth right now with 19 countries submitting their application to become member country of BRICS. And one of the reasons that we have heard people are actually interested in this growing movement is the de-dollarization de of the US dollar currency. So it is something that we will talk about in the Twitter space today. And of course, we want to start with a introduction and a self-introduction of our distinguished guest today. Today, we have Daniel Katz, the CEO of EasySoft and Expo's master distributor in South Africa. Welcome, Daniel. Hi, Zach. Thanks for having me. Nice. And second, we will be having Ral Demby, the CEO of Escoin and a Expo's merchant in South Africa. Hi, Ryle. Hi, Zach. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you, Daniel, and thank you, Ryle. So um, I want to kick off by asking Daniel, right? Daniel, could you introduce a little bit about yourself and how did you get involved into crypto and subsequently, how did you get to know PundiX and becoming an Expo's master distributor? Uh, sure. So uh, a bit about myself is that I'm actually, I'm from South Africa. I was born in Johannesburg and I'm currently living in Cape Town. Um, I started my education journey with two engineering degrees where I did uh, biomedical engineering and then thereafter I did electrical engineering. Uh, straight out of university, I went into a, a data science role um, and business, which I founded with a partner of mine. And uh, during that time, I got quite involved with, with cryptocurrency, investing, arbitrage, and really understanding the use case of cryptocurrency as a whole. Um, and whilst, you know, getting very involved in the ecosystem and learning a lot about cryptocurrency, um, I came about uh, PundiX's uh, solutions. And, uh, and I thought the solutions would be extremely beneficial for um, countries like South Africa and our ecosystem. So it drove me to establish Easy Solutions Group um, with my passion for innovation and desire to provide these cutting edge solutions to the South African market. Um, so I saw the potential in the, the blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies 
and recognized there was a gap in the market for the platform that could facilitate the seamless integration uh, of these technologies into our everyday life. So we created the company that focused on offering these comprehensive crypto solutions in order to empower individuals and businesses to harness the benefits of digital currencies and enable financial inclusion in South Africa and in Southern Africa. So at this point now, we've taken on uh, Pundiax in Southern Africa and we're starting to achieve our goals. Right. And Daniel, um, I think you have known us or we have known each other um, for quite a while. So uh, your name has been on the radar for quite some time. And you also mentioned about, you know, getting involved into crypto and arbitrage. So were you doing it like um, in a manual way, you know, like logging into exchanges, buying and selling, or you are using like a, you know, algorithm, algorithmic as a trader kind of method? Uh, no, yeah. no, so we, I was actually doing both. Um, I was doing both. Uh, I was doing a bit of manual crypto arbitrage as well as uh, using uh, other providers to help me with crypto arbitrage. Uh, and this would be between exchanges and also taking advantage of uh, buying crypto outside of South Africa and also uh, and then selling it back in within South Africa and making a, a premium. Right. So actually, um, back then, it was actually cheaper to buy outside of South Africa and then selling it in South Africa to get the premium. Did I get it right? Correct. Correct. I see. I see. That's very interesting. So we shall talk about that a bit as well later on. And next, uh, Ryle. So I know that you run one of the biggest um, physical gold exchange store in South Africa. Tell us about your journey doing that and how did it get you involved to become a ex-post merchant from physical gold to physical crypto exchange? Great, Zach. Thank you. Um, well, uh, <clears throat> my, this is a family-run business. My father started over 50 years ago uh, selling gold coins and Krugerrands, uh, for the listeners, uh, the Krugerrand is the most popular gold coin in the world, but other countries like um, the Chinese Panda, the Canadian Maple Leaf, uh, the Mexican Libertad, these are gold coins that people collect and invest and store under their pillows or in their safes. And we've been doing this for long and I've been involved for the last 10 years. Um, and I've been running the business for the last five years and what my father's vision was, was to make gold and collecting gold uh, easy and exciting and friendly. And when when I came, I was obviously younger and I enjoyed technology and the idea of, um, you know, uh, uh, selling coins online and um, uh, accepting different type of payment methods. And cryptocurrency, obviously, for the last few years has been important and I thought that this was a great opportunity. Uh, we started accepting crypto on our website, um, just using like a, an APR from one of the big um, uh, crypto exchanges. But then when Daniel reached out to me, he said, look, we can put these machines, these physical machines in all of your stores. And I said, well, it's a, it's a no-brainer. It's, it's a brilliant idea. And uh, we've just been super excited to get going on it. Um, you know, digital assets are 
are really important and will be. We've actually launched our own NFT program where we uh, broke up a, a $1 million coin set into NFTs. And we, we're really trying to bring an old-fashioned sort of boring market into the, the 21st century, the, the blockchain world. So we, we've been really excited and uh, uh, we think this is going to work really well in our stores. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's very exciting because um, we always talk about gold as a medium of um, value storage as well as BTC yes. and crypto. So it's very interesting that people are actually buying gold or even selling gold uh, for BTC and other cryptos. So you mentioned that Daniel actually came to you with this uh, proposal. And um, what, what was your initial thought moving from, you know, accepting crypto online, as you say, through a, uh, a major exchange to accepting it offline? Was it um, obvious to you that it is uh, something that people will adopt or is it something that you think it needs education and it's, it's a process? Sure. So, um, you know, we, we did the online uh, trading. So somebody would walk in and say, I'd like to purchase these coins. I want to go online. And we would then take the client online and facilitate the deal. So when uh, Dan said, let's do this in the stores, we have 10 stores around the country, all in the major cities. And the ease of use, the instant transaction, is a, it's, a, it's a competitive advantage for us. It reduces that reliance on going online or, or trying to uh, keep the deal uh, hot uh, as, as if it was maybe the client would choose not to do it if he could go home and pay online using his, uh, his wallets. And, you know, you touched on BTC, the, the digital gold, as people call it. And obviously, as gold bugs who we are, we understand that there's a lot of value in scarcity and gold has been around for 6,000 years and it is a big discussion on gold versus Bitcoin, but they can work together and we've actually seen that financial markets going down, uh, alternative assets and gold and digital assets have gone up. So it's like the hedge against traditional assets. So what we found was that when, when Bitcoin was running or any crypto, there were people cashing out, they were taking their profits and putting it into gold, uh, which was beneficial. But when Bitcoin in the last 18 months sort of dipped, um, it, it slowed down a little bit. But as soon as somebody sees value, like they breaking even or they've profited on their crypto, it's like a great way of buying something with a store of value that sort of is an insurance policy or, or some kind of physical reward for their crypto uh, performance, if you will. So uh, it just makes sense. It's, it works brilliantly. The idea that the, the cryptocurrency goes into our local currency, the South African Rand, it, it's good for us. Uh, we, we, we like the idea of cryptocurrency, but we're not in the uh, volatile sort of trading. We want to get out of that crypto as soon as it's come in. So again, the Pundi X, the, the X pause was just genius. And I said, hell yeah, let's do this. Right. Yeah. It's, it's very nice that Daniel found you, you know, a, a physical 
shop selling gold now being yeah. able to be done through crypto. So, um, Daniel, yeah. how did you end up approaching S Coin? Uh, do you guys know each other? Personally, S Coin. Uh, do you guys know each other personally prior, or you thought that you know this is S Coin is the shop that I want to speak to? How did you end up working with Ryle, Daniel? Um, it's quite an interesting, yeah, it's quite an interesting story. Uh, so there, there are quite a few uh, news agencies in South Africa and I follow them quite a bit. You know, I'm always trying to keep my ears on the ground, see what's happening in the industry. And, uh, Scoring were, were posting quite a lot, you know, a bit about their NFTs, a bit about how they want to accept crypto. And, uh, I tried to get hold of them, uh, a few months back. Um, and I wasn't successful. Um, but after reading one of their articles uh, a couple months ago, uh, I decided, you know what, let's give it another bash. And I called them to their direct line, uh, got in touch with someone in marketing who put me in touch with someone else in marketing uh, who somehow got me in touch with Rail. Uh, and then before I knew it, I was having um, a, a, a Teams meeting with Rail uh, to discuss the solution. And uh, he was very open-minded and in, engaged in, in, in what we could offer. And uh, then we began the process. And um, Rails actually in Joburg, I'm in Cape Town. And I went down to Joburg and I met him and I showed him the solution and how it works. And uh, he loved the, the, the speed and efficiency of the system. And also how, you know, he doesn't have to worry about volatility and that we, we settle the, the amount in his, his, in, his, in his business bank account um, within the next uh, couple of days, uh, without him having to worry about that, um, and yeah, that's that's basically how we how we set it off. And the main idea was is that you know Bitcoin seen as a store of value, and so is gold. And you know you can see it as people you know customers purchasing uh, gold with crypto, but also as swapping or exchanging one asset for another. And I thought you know Rail Rail saw this long ago. I've seen it recently, and it's a great benefit to have these machines in these stores for that exact reason. Right. So you, in fact, actually cold call as coin, and that's how you got rail. Pretty much, yeah. It was a it was a cold call. Wow! Nice, nice. So I mean, very nice. Yeah. And as a pioneer, right? As a as a pioneer distributor in South Africa, you actually need to speak to many different people to test their, um, you know, test their temperature on how interested they are using Expo. So in the case of South Africa, what would you say is the, the biggest um, drive or the biggest interest uh, in Expo? Uh, is it the arbitrage, is it uh, the ability, as you say, um, to be able to accept South African brand uh, on the fly? What, what, is, uh, what, what do you think triggers uh, the merchant to use the export solution, Daniel? So is the question more about what would trigger the merchant to accept crypto through the export solution? Correct. Yeah, so I mean, I think the 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 trigger is mainly demand 
um, and also staying ahead of the curve uh, for merchants. So some merchants would have the demand from from customers within South Africa to accept crypto. Uh, the demand isn't large, but there is a demand and it is definitely growing, especially that we're at the bottom of the curve. Um, and this, you know, this, this ranges from different industries within South Africa. Also, a lot of tourists come here. Um, and, uh, you know, the Expos offers a seamless and user-friendly experience for, for both the merchants and the customers. Um, it can support multiple cryptocurrencies and it has instant transactions. So uh, the ability for merchants to accept crypto payments and have them convert into lo local currency, which we do, uh, provides their businesses with a competitive edge um, while minimizing the exposure to the crypto uh, market volatility. So uh, another big thing is that, you know, that merchants want to accept crypto, but they don't want to feel the, the volatility of, you know, Bitcoin going down 5% the next day. You know, they want to know that they're getting their money and uh, they're also offering another means of payment through cryptocurrency. Right, right. So actually accepting uh, BTC, uh, Pundiax token or, or whatever, but by the end of the day, the merchant will be receiving the local currency, say, two days from now. Exactly. Right. And... And do you think that uh, right now it is mostly driven by, as you say, tourists coming to South Africa and wanting to convert to the local currency? Or rather, it is um, the locals, the South Africans that are interested to use crypto to purchase? I think it's a bit of both. You know, there's... There is a move away from, from banking um, and some, some, some individuals don't have uh, banking services. Uh, so, so there are individuals who would use primarily uh, crypto, crypto wallets or crypto services uh, in order to manage their finance. Uh, so they would use uh, crypto wallets uh, to, to pay for, for certain things. So there's demand for that, uh, you know, to, 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 have to financially include um, individuals who aren't using banking services. And also there are individuals who are coming uh, to South Africa from overseas who will have crypto and it's, it's much easier for them to, to carry their money with them uh, with, with the means of a crypto wallet instead of having to, to pay with, with credit cards or to, to, to get foreign exchange at the airport. Um, so there's demand for both. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I think one potentially very interesting model that uh, we in, uh, discussed internally, internally as well with PECO and the BD team is actually providing exposed services at the airport. So when a person touched down on a country, they don't need to go to the Forex. They just go to a expo store. And with their crypto, they can exchange for the local currency. We, we think that could be potentially a big game changer. Let's do it. <laughs> 100%. Okay. Um, so... Uh, Ryle, um, so what, what would you say is a typical demo, uh, demography uh, of a person going to the S-Coin store in one of your physical store uh, to buy gold coins using crypto? What, what would what, what are the <clears throat> typical demographics be like? Yeah. So it's a, a really interesting question because... Um, 
coin collectors who, who collect coins that are sentimental to them, or they are doomsday preppers, Armageddon people who are, you know, want to keep gold, uh, like I said, under their pillows for uh, a big problem or nuclear warfare. These people are um, middle-aged to, you know, 35, 40 and up, and they understand the role that gold plays in their investment portfolio. The challenge or the uh, opportunity I find is that, you know, a lot of young adopters are interested in cryptocurrency and a lot of gold coin traditional uh, uh, collectors or investors are older people. Um, they are two different types. And, you know, what we found with our NFT project is you've got this million dollar coin set, which is incredible. It's like the Mona Lisa of coins. And you need to attract young people to buy into it. But you also need to attract a older collector or traditional investor to understand crypto. So, you know, you touched on education before. And the reality is there is like a, a generational gap uh, in who likes to deal with crypto. But what we've seen is when uh, Bitcoin or, or Ethereum starts to run, and it's looking good. Uh, all types of people, young, old, uh, come out of somewhere and start to uh, trade their cryptocurrency for gold. So um, it's hard to put a, a pin on it because it's like, you know, we, we there are gold, uh, digital gold products like um, Pax Gold, but it's like mm -hmm. uh, virtual. It's virtual in a way. You can't actually get the coin. So being able to come into the store, swipe your credit card or, buy, or, or pay using uh, cryptocurrency just gives our clients one more opportunity or a different way to pay. Um, and, you know, I believe that over time the adoption will continue to grow. I think if there was a bit more stability in the crypto space, people would feel that that value in, in utility, you know, you, you go on an airplane, like you said, you, you land somewhere and you want to draw your money. But if you go on the airplane and you land and your cryptocurrency is worth 10% less, you might not want to withdraw it. So, uh, you know, there, there does need to be some stability or at least a positive growth. And then you'll find more adoption if you get banks involved, if the regulation is improved, uh, regulation is improved. I think this is obvious. It is obviously going to be uh, the next big thing, and uh, we we're just proud to to join in on the on the ride uh, with uh, Pundi X and and the X Pass uh, solution. Mm, yeah, um, I think you mentioned something um, very right to the point. Um, people that want to own gold uh, might not necessarily be. Uh, the crypto young generation, uh, even though it's actually converging. So it's a very interesting if we can actually get uh, the crypto guys over, more crypto guys over to owning gold, um, whether it's virtual or physical. Obviously, if you really own the gold, it's better, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I went uh, six months ago, I Googled, what can I buy with my Bitcoin? And I couldn't really find anything at the time. Uh, you know, there were a few uh, sneaker stores and a couple of guys. But, you know, 
Pundi X giving you the opportunity to be in a, a clothing retailer, grocery store, uh, high-end luxury, uh, coins and gold. I mean, this is what we need. We need to create adoption and education. We need more people to see it and feel it and, you know, get value for People have made millions of dollars in crypto, and and to be honest, uh, not all of them can actually spend it properly. So we need that to to really happen. Yes, um, I I know that you have a store in Sanctum City, right? That's a mall. Yes, I actually I have been to that mall before. Brilliant, it's a nice place. It's a it's a really yeah. nice place for people to go and buy a gold coin there, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, we we don't only sell these bullion gold coins, which is usually the price of gold. We sell collectible coins from uh, the biggest mints in the world. Uh, we sell Mandela memorabilia, Mandela medallions. We sell um, South African coins, uh, coins from the mint of Paris, mint of Canada, uh, all over the world, the most unique and amazing pieces and uh, it's a store of value you can take it home you can store it in the vaults with us and yeah if you can pay with crypto then do it right will you be producing a pundi x gold coin for us in the future <laughs> let's let's do it hey let's do it okay we why will, not uh, we shall record this uh as a, as a proof of promise <laughs> That's fine. We, it's yeah. being recorded now. We would love to, you know, we, we have access to mints from around the world. And uh, these are, are really cool ideas, you know, and, and again, um, bringing the modern world, you know, cryptocurrency is, is beautiful, but it needs to be uh, shared with the the real world. You need to be able to buy your groceries with it or, or, or buy a business with it. And uh, that adoption is like a, a mainstream adoption. So, you know, you guys are really pioneering that and making it accessible. I hope that every store in the world uses your, your POS, uh, XPOS very soon. Mm. All right. And... Um, talking about demographics, um, Daniel, um, what would you say is a typical South African person going to, whether it's Scoin or even other stores, uh, to use Expos, whether it's, it's to buy things or buy crypto through Expos? What kind of app would they normally be using? Is it uh, the Luno app? Is it uh, Binance Pay, which Expo supports, or is it likely a decentralized app, something like a trust wallet? Uh, so what, what are the common apps that people use to actually interact with Expos? Um, so, I mean, in terms of demographic, uh, I would say it's more younger, younger to, to middle-aged individuals. Um, and in terms of methods of payment uh we've seen a, a big uh growth in binance pay and also funny enough tron so so individuals like to use usdt on tron um i'm assuming it's it's got to do with with the speed and the low the low fees um so i'm um, um, those uh, in terms of the decentralized wallets that they're using uh for for facilitating those transactions i can't really tell you too much about that data 
But for Binance Pay, I mean, obviously, it's their, their Binance app where they're scanning the, the QR codes uh, from the Xpos and, uh, and uh, facilitating that, that payment that way. Um, but those are the main demographics we're seeing in terms of, of payment systems uh, from the customer. Right. Yeah, it would be really nice if we can let Binance, especially Binance Africa, know about this growth. Um, and in fact, we actually had a session with them. Uh, Paco and them did a session. So I think it would be really interesting to see Binance Pay user uh, use Expos. Uh, I think that is, is, is a great, uh, great thing. No, definitely. And Binance is, is growing quite substantially in South Africa. Um, so, yeah, we actually did a Binance Live a couple of weeks ago, Gecko uh, mm. and myself, and we, we spoke about uh, Binance Pay and, and the growth of, of Pundi X as well as Binance Pay within South Africa. Um, and it's, it's good to see that we're growing together um, as a you know, symbiotic relationship. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, all right. So... Since the topic, the theme is actually adoption in South Africa, um, what, is, uh, what is going on in South Africa when it comes to crypto? Um, tell us, uh, it could be anything. It could be regulatory. Is it, is it very welcoming or is there a, 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 some interesting trend that is happening in South Africa? Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an open topic. So... Tell us, uh, maybe we start with Daniel, like what's going on with South Africa in terms of crypto? Uh, there's definitely optimism about cryptocurrency in South Africa. Uh, there's re recently been regulatory changes where it was uh, listed as a financial asset uh, by the regulatory bodies. Um, so that kind of uh, had quite a, uh, brought quite, uh, quite a bit of optimism um, and positivity into the space. Um, there's a lot of people using cryptocurrency uh, in South Africa. I think there's a, around four million, according to to uh, four million crypto holders, uh, according to an adoption index I saw the other day. Um, and I'm seeing news all the time. I mean, besides for formal formal stuff, I'm seeing news all the time. Uh, you know, we've got great exchanges here. We have a, a few prominent exchanges like Vela, uh, Binance, you know, Lunos here. Um, uh, one of the major retailers here also starting to accept re um, to accept crypto, uh, not with the XPOS, but with a, a different system. So there's definitely positivity in the space. And I think it's definitely going to grow further in South Africa and in Southern Africa. Mm, yeah. And uh, some would actually say that uh, South Africa is uh, the bellwether, somewhat of the bellwether of um, the whole continent, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. South Africa is, is quite a, uh, what can you say, a bellwether, but is a, a strong uh, economy within Africa, uh, mm -hmm. along with a couple mm -hmm. others like Nigeria. Um, mm -hmm. But we are, quite, we are quite forward in the continent. Right, right. so you actually mentioned uh, Nigeria. Um, would you say that... Um, uh, the government of uh, Nigeria is even more open towards uh, the crypto adoption uh, compared to South Africa. Yeah. 
it's a tough question because I'm not actually quite sure about the, the regulation in Nigeria. Right. Uh, I just know from some stats I've seen there's lots of users in Nigeria uh, of cryptocurrency. Um, but I'm not sure what the actual legislation is there. Right, right. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, what about Ryle? What's your take? Yeah, so, you know, we do, we do tend to, uh, there were some reports and sort of uh, overarching themes of cryptocurrency four or five years ago already in South Africa. So there was like the understanding it was coming. I wouldn't say we were first uh, adopters, but we weren't the last. And, um, you know, th there are other issues like um, moving money around illegally and, uh uh, money laundering and those things and I think the regulations in South Africa they are trying to uh, combat that and make sure that that's a part of it and you know um, the idea is if you do buy some uh, sneakers or some groceries with cryptocurrency that's fine but if you are buying gold coins and such there we do need to make sure everything is uh, all sorted out and uh, that the funds are coming from somewhere safe um, but that's that's for another discussion. But the the overall idea is that we need to uh, protect the uh, the integrity of the, the South African economy, and we have to protect the ability that crypto can be used by bad actors and um, money launderers. But if you do it right and you you prepare yourselves for it, then it could be a real system. You know, everyone will abuse any type of new technology um but we really uh, stand by the ideas that cryptocurrency can be used in a legitimate way right um um what about like uh online exchanges do they need do they need to have um licenses to operate uh in south africa um yeah yeah um, um so yeah. sorry Rose, you go for it Okay, no, fine. you know more uh, so, about crypto. <laughs> uh, so at the moment, uh, there has been uh, crypto legislation uh, sent out by the FSCA. So there's supposed to be um, uh, uh, applications for licenses from the 30th of June uh, for crypto asset service providers. But mm -hmm. there are uh, there, there, there's different levels, and uh, there hasn't you know I don't know what what's going to come out for certain. Licenses might be different for exchanges versus payment services or whether even payment services will be included in that license. It might just be an intermediary, which would be part of uh, a payment service license, which um, some of the other payment providers have here in South Africa. Uh, they actually don't have this financial services provider license. But definitely, I think exchanges will need some kind of uh, crypto asset service provider license in the future. Mm, yeah. I think that's very important, like to be able to grow with um, the green light from the government. And I think that's something Pundiax is also uh, very um, focused on, that uh, we want to grow um, like in a very compliant way. So I think, um, Daniel, seem, you seem to know like quite well about, or very well about, you know, how the regulatory scene is actually developing. That, that's really good. Um, I, th I think we try we try stay uh, uh, ahead of the curve and know what's happening in terms of the regulatory 
seen. Uh, but you know, you always have to to be aware of what's what's happening and apply for the right applications when necessary. Um, at the moment, we're a, a crypto asset service provider with the FIC, and we uh, have to do certain KYC and AML procedures with all, each of our merchants. Um, so we're fully compliant, um, but I do I do foresee things always changing in the future as they always do, um, as as the space grows. Mm, it's a it's a moving yeah it's a moving target somewhat yeah. Mm, all right. Um. So we. Are there any questions uh, from the listeners? Um, if you have, you can if you request to speak and we will hand the mic to you. Um, yeah. All right. Um, okay. So I think we are almost at the end of the show. And I would like to ask uh, each of you um, if there's one improvement that you would like to see uh, on X and you know on Pundiax serving expos what is that feature request um, yeah go for it uh, Rael you want to start with you uh, yeah no I'm I'm pretty chuffed about it and uh, I understand that it can also sell crypto or, or sort of um, list uh, digital assets on there so what we want to do next is uh, our NFT program, we want to allow the transaction to take place from the the Pundi X team and uh, give somebody a cold wallet and let them go home with that physical NFT, which is super exciting in that sort of old-fashioned world, bringing the physical part to the digital part. Um, so I've, I've got n nothing to add yet. I, I just want to see this thing uh, blow up and really do well. So, uh, you know, I'm just excited. I've, I've got no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so um, person, I think Xpos is the best uh, point of sale crypto payments device in the market. I think it's unbelievable. Um, and the service that we provide here um, is, is a streets ahead of, of most. Um, so in terms of a physical device, uh, there will always be improvements, but at the moment it's doing good. Uh, Rail was discussing the cold wallet uh, for NFTs, so we've actually been uh, discussing getting some PX cards uh, to put the mm -hmm. NFTs on the PX cards for his customers. So I think the Pundix community might might find that quite quite exciting. Um, and yeah, I'm, uh, you know things things are looking good, and I'm sure we will have improvements to discuss about in the future. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm also very excited with the idea of uh, putting your NFT into a physical hardware in the name of, uh, I mean, in the, in the form of PX card. So, so I think that uh, is going to be a really exciting use case whereby you can use the PX card with the NFT as an identification to enter a club or, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a way to identification. Yeah. Um, all right, I think we are almost at the end of the show, and I think what uh, I just want to shout out to Daniel and Ralph because I think what you guys are doing um, in South Africa can be a case study not just in South Africa but also globally on the things that you do 
and the fact that you guys are actually pushing adoption in real life for real people to buy and sell things and to own things through crypto i think that is a very uh noble thing in the crypto space and i hope all the best to the two of you uh and also growing the business in south africa and pundiax would be really delighted to support you and we hope that one day when we visit South Africa, we'll be able to use Expos to buy a gold coin from Rail. So thank you once again, Daniel, <laughs> Rail. Really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It was an honor and a privilege to be on. And I wish you and the Pundi X team all the best. Thank you, Zach. And thank you, Rail. And thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Cheers. Bye, Cheers. guys. Bye. Thank you.